0: Do something that provides value and do it consistently. And it doesn't matter if you tell people that it's going to be once a week or once a month or in my case, every day throughout September. But once you've, you know, if you're going to say that, then find a way to stick to it.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Video Talks. Um, where we talk to creators, commissioners and everyone in between about the business of video. If you're here for the first time, please hit subscribe um, and then we can keep episodes coming into your feed. This podcast is all about video, um, whether you're somebody who's already in the video world, so like a filmmaker or a videographer, um, there's plenty of tips to to gain from all our guests. And likewise, if you're starting a business and you want to use video as an effective marketing tool, this is a great place to start to listen to those um, expert tips and advice uh, from all our guests. So episode 20, this one, um, already we're at episode 20, and this one is all about kind of social media and specifically reels. But just before we get into the episode, um, if you want to connect with me, um, you can find me on at Video Talks Podcast on Instagram or andy.greenhouse on Instagram, and also um, Andy Greenhouse on LinkedIn, if you want to connect that way. I'm always open to connecting. You'll find the show notes for this episode on videotalks.co forward slash 20, if there's uh, something in there that you want to check out, or the links to my guest's work. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode, which is an interview with Victoria Hutton, who is a videographer um, who is currently at the time of recording, um, undergoing her um, Reels challenge or Reels inspo 30 days of, which um, we get into later in the interview. Um, so it's a, it's a really informative chat about social media and how that can help businesses and entrepreneurs Um, with their influence and to grow their kind of business online. So let's get into it. Run VT. Welcome to Video Talks. I'm really excited to introduce my guest today, Victoria Hutton. Hi, Victoria.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for joining me. Uh, Victoria is is a freelance videographer and editor based in London. After graduating, she started her career as a trained journalist who tapped into video when technology became faster and more available. She quickly became head of video production at Mumsnet and Hello! magazine before launching her own company in 2019. Victoria works with companies like GHD and Hello! while offering her expertise to influencers and independent businesses. Her entrepreneurial drive shows through in her self hashtag self-shoot club, where she helps people become better at video with the kit that they already have, like their smartphone. Her most recent endeavor is her 30 days of reels challenge, which at the time of recording, which is September 2020, she's right in the middle of it. So I'm really excited to dig further into how businesses can harness social video, what you can do to stay relevant in an ever-changing environment and how to get over your fear of reels. So um, Victoria, uh, I've given our audience an overview uh, of your background. Um, if Could you kind of expand a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
0: Yes, thank you for that. It's always fun, isn't it? Hearing somebody else recite it back to you. <laughs> um, yes, so I am a freelance videographer based in London, and I like to say that I specialise a lot with female focused brands. Not exclusively, but a large part of my portfolio is female focused brands. So the likes of GHD or Annabelle Carmel, family focused, like with David Lloyd Leisure. And with a background in journalism. My whole ethos is really just around storytelling. So whoever I'm working with, whether it's a publisher, a business owner, an individual influencer, my goal is always the same. You know, how can I tell their story in a beautiful way through video?
1: Cool. So Victoria, this podcast is called Video Talk. So please give our audience an insight of how Moving Image has worked for you and your business.
0: Well, it's been... A really quick evolution, I think from my point of view. you know I entered the job market as a journalism graduate in 2013, not that long ago. and at that point uh, video was not really an in-house product for brands. We had YouTube definitely was on the, was on the scene, but Facebook video as a product, video on Twitter, Instagram, these things just didn't really exist in the in the same way that they do now. So very quickly, brands got excited about the potential of video and making it both an editorial product and also a commercial product. And that's something that I've seen and um, have experience in growing both at Mumsnet and then at Hello.
1: Cool. So um, take me back to when you you graduated um, and then, you know, kind of looked at video as an as a as an emerging i guess space what was the thought process and you know how did you end up at which was first Mum's net or hello Mumsnet. or they right okay
0: uh, yeah, so it happened really organically actually. um I've been very lucky at both brands, although they are nationally known brands and household name brands, they are both really agile and um really you know invested in people and happy to kind of go with new things and so what happened was I joined Mum'snet on the press and communications team as my first role and um mum'snet is an absolute powerhouse of a brand and they have incredible guests coming through the doors every week uh, because if you're a politician, you need to speak to the Mumsnet audience. If you are an actor or an artist promoting something, publishers, you need to speak to the Mumsnet audience. So they had fantastic um, guests coming through the door and nobody in-house who either knew or had the time on top of their existing job to do anything with it, Um, in terms of video and they had this kind of I hope they don't mind me saying like you know covered of old equipment and but you know it had camcorders in it and I was like okay well I can do this and I was an intern at the time so I was you know flexible and helping out with everything making the teas, doing all of that and so I gave it a go um, creating video content from the guests that were coming in bearing in mind that some of these guests were like the hairy bikers Idris Elba like Big people, Jamie Oliver, that sort of type. And actually, I was still an intern when Mumsnet took me along to film uh, their interview with Hillary Clinton. So it was a completely um, insane time and a happy accident. And because those editorial videos started doing quite well, Mumsnet were then happy to invest in a video as a, a as an in-house product and me as someone that could, you know, lead that. I guess.
1: Brilliant. Well, you kind of, you definitely learn on the job, don't you, when you're under a kind of high pressure. Hillary Clinton, was that during the campaign?
0: No, no, she hadn't at that point, she hadn't announced um, that she was going to run. So this was like 2014, I think. And it's my like claim to fame that I'm going to tell my grandkids that I... Baked cookies for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and she mentioned them in the letter of thanks that she sent afterwards. I mean, let's not, you know, she didn't eat them, let's be honest, but <laughs> they made the letter, so wow. I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, you That's do le- cool. you do learn on the job and you learn sometimes under the, um, the atmosphere of, I just can't afford to mess this up. You don't mess that up. You have, you know, in celebrity junkets or, you know, political junkets, you have anything from maybe three minutes to about, Twelve, fourteen is the most I've ever had. I think, and so you just can't afford to get things wrong. So you practice, 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 and you have about five backups as well at, at any one time.
1: Yeah, and there's something that kicks in, isn't there, in your head that is is uh, that adrenaline thing where it just it you just kind of focus, 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 sharp focus. Yeah, cool, sounds exciting. And then, what was your what made you? decide to go it alone?
0: Well, after Mumsnet, I'd been at Mumsnet for four years, and I got the opportunity, the introduction to Hello, and I was really, really keen to do that because uh, it spoke a little bit as well to my journalism background. And, of course, it's a dream job, creating video content at Hello, a mix of red carpets, behind the scenes with celebs, that kind of thing. So I did spend uh, the best part of two years with Hello doing much the same thing, kind of establishing their video product and editorially and commercially um afterwards and it had been yeah it had been about 2 years and i think what i tend to say is that my definition of success just changed and i think that's quite common with people often i suppose it happens to people that have become maybe parents or have had a like a big change in their life and they sort of reevaluate don't they the 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 job titles the salaries whatever it is and um i didn't necessar- necessarily have a huge catalyst but I just got to the point where my definition of success had changed and I had had a very exciting and unbelievable first six years uh, where people had, you know, bet on me and allowed me to do incredible things. But I also was quite keen to, in a way, take a step back down the ladder and make sure that I was, um, you know, really spending the time getting to know my tech, you know, putting in like the 10,000 hours or whatever (laughs) they -hmm. refer to where you're just creating day in, day out and also, you know, Yeah, allowing someone else to take on all the other responsibility that comes with uh, head of department um, type roles, you know. So I wanted to get back to the creating and that's what I did uh, just over a year ago.
1: Where would you say you are in the hours, in that 10,000 hours journey?
0: Oh, I think I'm done. I think I'm I'm past it. Okay, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I did. The thing is, even though I was head of video at Mumza and at Hello, I was always, always creating. Um, So I never, it was not that I'd ever kind of, you know, got sat on the top rung of the ladder and watched everybody else create I was still out shooting and directing and editing but um I I just wanted to kind of um take a step outside of the employment um world and do it do it on my own basically
1: when you were growing up what what was your where did you see yourself what did you see yourself doing
0: uh well so I'm from the west country and uh I I think I always I was quite a kind of creative person creative kid teenager as well so I think it's quite common with journalists actually that they're often sort of uh drama class dance class type people as well so I'd I'd done a lot of that and a lot of English literature so I think there was always going to be a creative or storytelling um, aspect to what I did and then I was you know in sixth form and it occurred to me that you could actually write stories for a living which was amazing you know f- f- factual stories and being a journalist. Um, so I had that quite clear in my mind, I think, as a sort of late uh teenager, and then have sort of stuck with it ever since and always got involved in different things. I thought I wanted to be a features writer. I was writing features while I was at university and I was working on the features desk of the newspaper. But things just evolve, and as technology changes, you find that you can take that that thing that you love and and that skill set and apply it in different formats, you know in, the, in this case video.
1: Well, yeah. So the drama probably came in handy to um, embrace social. I'm assuming um, almost almost oven ready for video, aren't you? Basically, or uh, <laughs> when you do when you kind of do drama and and dance and stuff. Did you mention dance? When did you decide that you were um, going to kind of come to the other side of the camera?
0: Well. I think it's inevitable when you work for yourself or you have your own business, I I certainly see the value in putting yourself front of camera. And it's, it's actually very challenging for brands that are faceless. It's a completely different strategic conversation when I go in and talk to them because... It's hard sometimes to connect with brands that don't have um, a face or a personality. So then as an independent business owner, I think one of the best things that you can do is put you and yourself and your story um, out there. So myself, I'm doing that in quite a dif- different way to how I would do it with a client. You know, with a client, it might be a beautiful, beautiful shoot that's done over a few days or with a, you know, a, l- a larger um project timeline and I'm offering the end-to-end production with me I can't I don't have the the time and the resources to also give myself that level of you know um, attention so for me it's very much what's available to me okay you know Instagram Instagram stories is a platform that I love you can have a lot of fun with video on Instagram and so I'm just putting putting myself and my face and my story out there in the way that is easy to do that kind of suits me and my style and that you can maintain as well as a busy business owner
1: yeah I mean that's one of the things isn't it it's, just, it's quite time consuming especially we'll get onto your reels challenge um in a bit but that I can imagine that eats up a considerable amount of your your kind of production time
0: one of my one-to-one clients this week said to me Okay, which of these videos do you think is better? So here's one that it took me about three days to get right. and it's a, you know it's a little bit scripted, um, but I think it's really powerful and to the point, and it can go on IGTV or YouTube. And here's me speaking off the cuff this morning, just out and about. And I was like, well, look, they both serve different purposes, to be honest. I've got nothing against you know, a more prepared, more purposeful um video. And that's the sort of thing that I might work on, if, you know, depending on the brief. But equally, it's not realistic. If that video takes you three days to shoot, there's, think how much other video content you could have done in that time. So they both serve a purpose. And so I encourage people to kind of look at it that way. What is actually you know, sustainable and achievable for you to put out? Um, because it's that balancing act. You can't always have the highest possible production values if what you're prioritizing is quick turnaround and reach and those kinds of things. Totally got to balance the two.
1: Good tips. So how would you suggest a startup who maybe is founded during the you know the lockdown period or during the last kind of five months, we're in September 2020, 2020, um, what would would your advice be to a a new startup, independent startup at the very start of their journey?
0: I can speak from a video perspective because that's my expertise and I do encourage people to get in front of the camera and use the things that are freely available to them at first because I appreciate that not everybody is going to have the budget or indeed the kind of fully realized vision right at the beginning of their journey to justify commissioning a videographer and an editor coming in and shooting you know and behind the scenes or an ad or something so I think it's a really good advice to just start with what you have and I encourage people to get in front of the camera if possible there are ways to work into today or w- work your way up to that but a really good piece of advice that I've benefited from is to show people what you do and not just tell them. So what that means is, you know, show me the different iterations of your uh, product or what it took for the product to get to that stage. Or show me if you are, you know, providing a service, show me the behind the scenes or show me the that so- sort of service being used. And, you know, an example that I give is that loads of people know, hopefully, what it is that I do, the ones that follow me, because it's in my handle, my handle is video by Victoria. But I recently launched a very, very um, simple, low resource video shot on my mobile phone, with my face, basically a line splitting my face into sort of two halves. And it demonstrated on one half the visual enhancements that I can make to self-shot content, which is a service that I provide for paying clients. And the reaction was amazing. And it was so much better than me just saying, oh, hi guys, did you know that I enhance self-shot content? People don't always know what that looks like. And I think that that advice carries over to whatever your business, whatever service you're offering. And it's fine if you have to work up to the point of actually showing your face. But when it comes to that, I say, just bite the bullet, do it. (laughs)
1: when you started your business, I'm assuming you started it from home. Um, What are your kind of go-to tools that you need for what you do? (laughs)
0: Um, Yes. So I am a company of one. It was quite a settling in period when you do go freelance. I'm I'm sure everyone says the same thing uh, of just getting used to being on your own a lot of the time. When lockdown happened, that was quite interesting because I think I was about six months into my own business and I'd kind of settled into my new routines and suddenly I was kind of watching everybody else go through that that period of oh okay working from home what does that look like how do I get used to it thinking it's totally amazing in every single way and then realizing actually there's a bit the shine does rub off a bit and how do I find a good balance so I mean I do I do work from home I don't have an office or anything at the moment and outside of lockdown, I would occasionally, well, quite often actually, go to different cafes or different workspaces, things like that, to just get a change of scenery. Because I think this is the case for a lot of creatives. Certainly for me, sometimes if I'm just not in the correct physical space, I'm just I'm just not able to um, think as freely or do the. I'm not in the right mindset for work. So. So I try to create that space as best as possible at home. But if you're in it day in, day out, you need a break from it. So I do like to kind of go to other favorite um, spots to work. I can sometimes work outside. And I have to be, I've learned to be aware of the things that make it possible for me to have a good day and, you know, to sustain that. So generally speaking, you know, it's important to me that I get some exercise in. It's important to eat regular meals, which just completely falls by the wayside when you are head down in a project. And um, you don't have the thing, the prompts that you have in an office where someone might come and tap you on the shoulder or, you know, say, oh, you know, come to the, I'm just making a cup of tea, come with. So um, there are little, little tools like that. Um I also kind of keep records of of good things that happen so if someone sends me a lovely email after a project or a testimonial I file all those away because sometimes you well you will inevitably be up against it at some point as a freelancer and you'll be dealing with people that are difficult or that want to you know wangle more from you for less and that can be quite frustrating so it's good to hold on to positive feedback and things that have gone well and um social media in the same vein, has been really brilliant because it has connected me to a you know significant pool of very like-minded people, creatives, founders, um, and th- that's really invaluable and they support um, me as much as I kind of turn up to try and support them.
1: Oh, that's great. It's great to find your kind of tribe and your community, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I didn't really... Um, I didn't know what that really meant until I actually started doing this Reels challenge. I didn't really know what having an online tribe looked like. Obviously, I've worked in several workplaces. I know the types of people and the types of companies um, that I love to work for. I'm quite clear about the values that I have professionally that attracts me to work with certain brands. But in terms of actually just a community of people, it was through doing the Reels Challenge that I finally, after years on social media, finally started to attract actually the people that I was genuinely really excited to be helping and that were really invested in what it is that I could help them with.
1: Cool. Um, So, yeah, on the social tip, maybe in a chronological scenario, Um, what's your social journey been in the kind of video and how have you seen that tech change and um morph and you know obviously we've got like you say we've got multiple platforms um and it feel it does feel like facebook have have hoovered up those every best feature of everything you know and stuck it well largely in instagram um yeah what what was what's been your kind of familiar journey of social and how have you taken your your experiences of social um, and used them in, you know, what you're doing now with this Reels challenge, if that makes sense. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, so I think my professional experience of different social video platforms has really stood me in great stead because it's been vast in a small amount of time. It's been ridiculous how many platforms have popped up and how much of an impact that has on you as a video producer, because each one had the potential to change the game. So, you know, you had YouTube where you were looking to accumulate watch time. So you were not just looking for one quick win, you were looking for people to stay with you throughout the video and longer content was totally on the cards. And Facebook came along with vertical video, game changer. Everything else had been landscaped prior to that. Okay, now I have to rethink how I shoot everything. Thank you, Facebook. So <laughs> there, there are quite real world implications every time a social platform um, pops up. You know, I remember other people, sort of salespeople, saying to me, "There's no value in anything over fifteen seconds." And and so I was like, I I. I get that, and I understand how we've got to that point. But there absolutely is value in things that are over fifteen seconds, and what we're talking about here are very different products. So you might have your fifteen-second sting, your fifteen-second, you know, viral clip, or whatever it is. But what then happened was the the market changed again, and it and it flipped on its head again. So the people that had really championed short-form video, even six-second videos as short as that, then realized, well, actually we We, as the platform, need to make money from these, so we now have to encourage longer form content again <laughs> to be able to um provide advertising and then you had Facebook watch and you had lives come out and so really, it's just like it blows my mind the amount of different platforms and formats that we've all had to get accustomed to even in the last five years and um on a personal like on a personal level. I haven't always wanted to be front of the camera and I don't have a YouTube channel, you know, documenting my life and all of that. That doesn't necessarily appeal to me on a personal note. And what I try to say to my sort of one-to-one clients, people that I, you know, teach in workshops and listen to as advice myself is that you actually don't have to be on every single platform. You can't, you know, it's a full-time job trying to manage a couple on top of, you know, your day-to-day business um, tasks. So you've got to just cut some losses and decide which one of these feels the most like me and which one am I able to kind of, you know, produce good content for and sustain the production of good content for. When we first commercialized video products in-house, there was a big focus on the 30-second video. And what that meant, because we were not working with actors, we were working with, you know, Quote, real people, like ordinary people. They had to be effectively scripted. And actually, the people, they did an incredible job, a lot of the people that I worked with in that capacity. But now I wouldn't dream of scripting someone because actually the magic happens in between those moments. And they're so much better when they, yeah, give them bullet points, absolutely direct, you know, help someone feel comfortable. But don't script word for word so that you can cram 12 sentences into 30 seconds it's it it, I think again it's always a balance always a balance with how you want that content to ultimately come across
1: okay so obviously you mentioned reels so you're currently in right in the middle of your 30 days reels challenge can you just tell me about um how you came up with the idea um what you'd been doing previously on instagram um with your stories and igtv um and and where you think it's all going to end in what is it 15 days or something <laughs>
0: yeah um well i just thought it up one night when i was falling asleep and got obsessed with it and had to like turn the light back on and write down all the ideas that i had and then the next morning i published it and i was just like guys we're doing this it starts in a week's time so i it wasn't actually a fully formed idea which is very unlike me because i'm very like more of an overthinker and an overplanner But what, you know, people had started in my circles talking about reels and I was looking at it from a business owner and freelancers perspective as in, oh my goodness, here's another thing I have to add to my self-promotion to-do list. And I knew that that frustration was there with people. And I felt it myself because I thought, well, I'm a videographer. Like I really pride myself on making beautiful videos, not, you know, iPhone uh, videos, not that the two are, you know, mutually exclusive, but... I was like, I don't really know if I want to get involved in this, to be honest, because it's not going to be the best reflection of my sort of top ticket work, which is hopefully a lot more kind of beautiful um, to look at. But it's a new product. Instagram are going to be heavily supporting it at the time of launch and still now. And I wanted to provide, you know, genuine value for people in demystifying it, giving them giving them tips, giving them inspiration And it is actually called 30 Days of Inspire. I tried not to use the challenge word, but everyone else does, interestingly, uh, because I didn't want them to feel that pressure that they have to do every day. They've got to turn up. I was like, no, I'm going to just, I'm going to be here. I'm going to turn up with the inspiration. I'm going to give you the tutorials of how they were made. And I'm going to promise you that they are going to be fun, fast and effective because that is the only way that as a business owner myself, I can justify spending time on them.
1: Cool. Uh, Yeah, I think probably... Saying "inspo" sounds right when you say it, and <laughs> I say "inspo," maybe not. It's like th-
0: I think you can spell it off.
1: Doesn't quite roll off my tongue in the in the same way. So, how has the reels inspo <laughs> gone?
0: Really, really brilliantly. It has just been the most fun that I've had on social media probably since I started appearing on social media, which is what you know, five years, eight years, I don't know, probably more. And I think what's happened is, you know, well, this is what I tell clients, you know, do something that provides value and do it consistently. And it doesn't matter if you tell people that it's going to be once a week or once a month or in my case, every day throughout September. But once you've, you know, if you're going to say that, then find a way to stick to it. What it's done is really connect me with people that I'm genuinely excited to be working with. So basically my, you know, target audience, which is not how I like to, you know, describe them, my target clients, but that, that is absolutely right because they are naturally the people that have come to me through this challenge are creative. So, you know, that could be designers, makers, um, or people like myself, you know, photographers, videographers and founders, people that have their own businesses, largely women as well, which is also my client base tends to be anyway. And so, It wasn't something that strategically I'd actually thought out from that point of view. I was, I was actually doing it from a point of view of this is what people expect of me. I'm a videographer. They're going to expect that I, I, you know, have something to say and something to offer when it comes to this new video product. Um, But actually by happy, you know, coincidence or however it's unfolded it, for me, it's been amazing. I think I'm up about 400 quality followers, you know, not anonymous, uh, you know, accounts from all over the world, quality followers of people that are genuinely invested in me. I have, off the back of it, sold my first one to ones without advertising, and the first spaces on my workshops and courses, which are all to do with improving your abilities with self-shot content and editing on your mobile. So couldn't couldn't have gone better really. And we're we're halfway down now, so the pressure is on to just keep turning up every day and and sort of to outdo myself if I can every day.
1: Okay, that's brilliant. So. Um for anyone who hasn't experienced their first reel they've obviously if they're on Instagram they'll know about Instagram pushing it front and center they'll be looking at reels going what is reels it scares me too much i can't deal with it go back to what i'm used to what um if they want to kind of embrace that world maybe they've got a business what's the kind of first thing you know i think it's probably a mindset thing because i am guilty of it I looked at um I thought reels what the hell am I going to do for reels right and then I saw your 30 days of reels inspo and I haven't I haven't been through your the whole thing but you've got some great ideas there and looking forward to seeing um what the other half of the great ideas are for me I'm just like I don't know what I would do first so there are obviously going to be tons of people like me um who are a little bit afraid of getting in front of the camera doing something fun. I mean, you know, me doing something fun uh these days it's like could look pretty wrong. So,
0: <laughs> so What you're but, saying is like you're not going to get up and do a full-on dance routine.
1: Well, you know what? I thought about throwing a shoe behind me, you know, like doing some trainers, yeah. that kind of vibe. Okay. Getting some old school um, gear out, there. I'm worn in ages. Yeah, I'm not sure what message I'm sending in that.
0: Do you know but- what? Uh yeah, I think it is. It's partly a perfectionism thing, and it's partly an intimidation thing. And so I had all the same feelings that you're describing. Um, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not on the internet as um, an individual. There is nothing about me, my private life, uh, on the internet. It's not how I document my life. So I was like, well, really, what interest is, how am I going to make this work for me? Like, I'm I'm not going to join the 13-year-olds that are prancing around on TikTok. Um, I'm probably not going to do majorly choreographed pieces like that. Um, And how do I I interpret this to make it work for me? And really, like, I am absolutely in the open about being a recovered um, perfectionist. And this has been an excellent practice because what I've said is, I'm going to post the video on the same day that I think about it. Ie, I do not have enough time to say to come around in my own mind to say oh, it's not actually that funny or like no one else is going to get it or oh, I haven't really executed it in the way that I want to. Yesterday, I was on my coffee table dressed as Matilda and pointing and to text that was appearing dancing to the amazing song from the Matilda movie. And it's I would never have done that like 2 months ago. And all it's it hasn't made me look less professional or I don't know any any of the things that I was worried about I've done this sh- I've done the shoe drop where you drop a high heel in my case behind you and you go from your working from home outfit into a more glam setup um I've done little one liner jokes which are like kind of funny the first time you hear them and then really not funny the 30th time and none of them have had a negative impact. All it's done is allow people to see a little bit more of my kind of sense of humor, you know, ability to kind of just let go a little bit. Someone actually booked me for a one-to-one this week, just last week, just gone. And they said, I only followed you during the Reels Challenge. I went on your page. There's instant credibility from your past projects. And I saw you dancing. And I thought, I like this girl. She's got confidence. And I was like, so I've actually just booked a client off the back of prancing around on Instagram, yeah.
1: That's great, love it.
0: I think people do, you know, I I encourage people to embrace the bloopers and to embrace things not going so perfectly and not being so scripted. And, um, and actually, I've only just started living by that myself. And uh, people like it. People, they like to see a kind of a human being behind the service or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the perfection is... It's never. You're never going to get to perfection. So why not just start?
0: And the um, the shoe drop one is is has outperformed all of them. So every single reel is well over a thousand views. I've only got seventeen hundred followers, but most of the reels are above are between one and two and a half thousand views. The shoe drop one is on about six thousand. So again, it's that balance. Like it. Okay, it might, you know, for me, it's fashion examples are not going to be the most relevant going forward. But would I jump on a bandwagon to get the extra reach? Yeah, probably. So that's the kind of mindset that I try to approach it with now.
1: Great. Okay, so shoe drop number one for <laughs> me. Nice one. Um, I will get out of my comfort zone.
0: Do it. Okay. Have some fun. The I'll music makes it. it really fun. You'll find it addictive.
1: Yeah, Okay, that's what maybe that's what I'm worried about. Maybe that's what my wife is worried about too. Um, Cool. So, where would I literally start?
0: There's not many rules with Reels, but one of them is that it's 15 seconds of video content. You then have the option to add music, and there's a huge music library. Absolutely anything that you could ever hope for, you will find in Reels. Or you can add um, text, and it is a humorous um, platform. Uh, It is a humorous kind of um, space, so it pays to have fun with it. And what I have encouraged people so far throughout the the month, I've taken them through some of the basics. So your basics are shooting video within the Reels app itself. You don't have to do that. You can upload from your camera roll. So we've done that. I've taught them how to add text and take it away uh, at certain moments. So they'll be familiar with adding text in stories, but now they're learning how to what editors will recognise, you know, is decreasing the length of time that that text appears on screen. This is what the sort of novices are learning. Then they've also learned the align feature which is how you achieve those really trendy jump cuts that are that make reels and TikTok, to be honest what it is so there's a, a an align feature which shows you the end of the last frame that you then match up with so we've i've really tried throughout my daily prompts which are all accompanied by a uh, an igtv tutorial of how they were made to cover the bases of the you know the most um basic and the most useful um functionalities that are available within reels Once you get comfortable with that, you can have some real fun with it.
1: Cool. Well, thanks for that. Um, I think there's probably a load of people reaching for for their phones right now. Hopefully, they'll join me in the experiment. Um, Okay. So, brings us on to scrub forward round. This is like a quick fire round. If you don't want to answer, just say scrub. Scrub. (laughs) Okay. So, video nasty. What's the worst habit you see people practice in video?
0: Not cleaning their lenses on their phones before they shoot video. You
1: get that kind of like Vaseline haze. Yes. Unintentional.
0: It takes you 0.5 of a second, guys.
1: Uh, VR, AR or Mixed R? Scrub. Okay, what techniques and software?
0: Premiere Pro for software and InShot on your phone. Yeah, those those are my two edit softwares.
1: Play, pause, stop. One thing you always do, one thing you sometimes do, one thing you should never do.
0: One thing you you always do is you take a few seconds before you start speaking. So you hit hit to roll and you take a few seconds and you do that whether you're the videographer because you might capture something really nice happening while that person gets mic'd up, gets ready, and you do it if you're speaking to camera yourself. Hit record, take a few seconds, smile, smile with your eyes as well, and then go for it.
1: I was, I've been practicing that for the, my whole life, smiling with your eyes. I can't do it. Um, so, yeah, one thing you sometimes do?
0: Uh, sometimes I take a second videographer with me, so I have an assistant. Lots of my jobs are done uh, just myself. I do the end-to-end production, but I love when I uh, have a client that will let me bring a second camera on board, yeah.
1: And one thing you should never do?
0: You should never not back up your footage.
1: <laughs> True. Um, so best tools and tips for productivity, work-life balance, motivation. I mean, this is kind of like a more, is there anything that stands up out for you? You know, when, when you're kind of project managing something makes your life easier.
0: Well, what do I use? I use a range of different, um, tools and, uh, services that help me to do my job effectively. So I love Trello, big Trello fan. And that helps me keep a kind of overview of what my urgent jobs are, what's coming up this week, etc. Love Google Calendar. Everything's in my Google Calendar. If it's not, I might forget. <laughs> I'm a big fan of pen and paper. So if I'm in in an edit and um, you know trying to get around a problem creatively, I will quite often uh, draw out sort of different solutions. So kind of a bit like doing um, you know a storyboard. And I'll also do that. Yeah, in the in the pre production. Um, stages I yeah I love kind of um, getting ideas out of my brain um, that way I mean there's probably a hundred there's probably a hundred others like different apps and things on my um, phone like whether it's for planning my Instagram content that's gonna um, go out but when it comes to actually just working directly with people I think it's just got to be clear clear communication and you know clear setting of um, expectations and also get everything in writing top tip
1: (laughs) good one uh, just on that Insta- uh, the Instagram planning, do you use something like Preview Plannerly, something like that?
0: Yeah, I have used both of them. So I use Plannerly at the moment. But interestingly, not many of them seem to work with the video content. So gap in the market there, guys, mm-hmm. for one that shows your the IGTV post that you have already shared. And probably, I haven't checked, but it's probably true for Reels as well.
1: That's a call out to developers out there. Um, cool. So give us one secret video tip.
0: Maybe I'll just say about where the magic happens again. You know, it's in the in-between moments. So start rolling early. Start rolling when you're micing people up and keep it rolling in between. Um, Takes good practice to tell people that you're doing this, by the way, in case they want to start chatting about very confidential stuff. But I think you get some really nice asides there. Always overshoot. That's another one. You know, you cannot have too much footage, footage as an editor to work with. And I like to shoot what I can in um slow motion, so that I have that option in the edit as well.
1: Cool. Uh, what's next for brands and video?
0: Well, rather than speak to sort of a particular you know product or a particular format, the conversations that I always have with brands is about coming up with a you know content strategy, a strategy for video that really works for you. So my favorite examples of people that do social video really well. Um, are people that have very strong um, verticals laid out and those things may be across different formats right so they might go live um every couple of days or every week consistently they've also got something cool that's specific to igtv they're doing a bit of reels like they've got a clear identity that runs throughout their their video content so that's like my interest area when it comes to working with brands like I tend to meet them at the point of maybe they've they've dabbled in video, but now they want to kind of get their game face on and make sure that it's a very purposeful um, product. So that's that's what I like talking about, how to use it effectively across different um, platforms and which formats are the right ones for you.
1: Cool. Great answer. Um, uh, yeah, well, what's next for you? What's your kind of ultimate goal for uh, your business?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's a great time to ask that because it's what a crazy year that none of us were um anticipating. I had a really really um positive, really brilliant first year of business despite it coinciding with this, you know, situation. I didn't work for 5 months, you know, during lockdown. It was it, well, I didn't do any shooting, you know. I was able to pivot and offer some of the edit retainer type work that I do and now workshops and one-to-ones but it's important to say I was not working for some of that time it's a very hard time for freelancers and people that do our do our job but I had had a successful eight or nine months beforehand my first um you know periods of being in business so that carried me over so really I've you know I don't plan so so far ahead I obviously want to I have to recuperate the damage that's been done over the last five months. Most business owners do. Um, I want to match and exceed the year that I had last year in terms of like setting financial targets. That's quite a good uh, measure for me purely because I can, you know, you you can't argue with the numbers. Um, And I'm also, you know, I'm into my vision boarding. I'm into writing things down. And so I do have brands and clients um, on pieces of paper that I am you know determined that I will work for or work with um, over the next year. but I am excited because now I have what lockdown forced me to do was diversify my offer much sooner than I would have got round to doing because I was you know on a really nice stretch with purely videography and editing work. but um, now. I have actually diversified it. So I'm really excited to see w- how that shapes up over the next um, 12 months or even in this quarter just coming uh, because it won't just be the shooting and the editing. You know, I just had my first photographs published uh, nationally today, which was super exciting. And the one-to-ones and the workshops are up and running. So there's a few more strings to my bow now. So that's, that's going to be my focus over the next few months and this year.
1: Sounds great. Well, best of luck with that. So how, how can people connect with you?
0: So you can follow me on Instagram. and I'm very, you know, I have very open communications with DMs and things like that. So I'm at video by Victoria. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Victoria Hutton. And uh, if you search video by Victoria, that will generally bring up my, web, my website and my uh, Instagram and handles all over the internet. So you can find me that way. <laughs>
1: cool okay well thanks victoria so much um it's been brilliant talking to you best of luck with the rest of the reels inspo not,
0: inspo, cha- thank not
1: you. challenge not challenge um and the you know and all your kind of workshops and going forward so thanks for talking video
0: thank you really enjoyed it
1: Well, thanks to Victoria Hutton. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. It's full of um, value for kind of social media and obviously Instagram Reels. You can connect with her on Instagram at video by Victoria. Um, I'm on andy.greenhouse on Instagram or um, at video talks podcast. The show notes for this episode are on VideoTalks.co forward slash 20. So check out any links on there. Um, and if you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe because that helps me bring these episodes to your door and keep them coming into your feed. So every week you'll get a new video focused episode, which will help you on your video journey. Um, whether you're a creator, a marketer, a business owner, um, there's always something in there uh, that is is relevant and helpful. So cheers. Let, let me know what you think of the podcast. Please leave a review if you have time, um, if it's nice, I guess. Um, and yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Um, episode 21. Cheers. <laughs>